mindfulness mode. You don't have to worry about doing it wrong, just like hypnosis. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Well, Mindful Tribe, I'm here today with one of my favorite kind of people. She's a wellness advocate, she's a hypnotist, and she has a podcast. It just feels like we have so many things in common. And a couple of months ago, I went to Justin Schenk's Growth now movement event in Pennsylvania and that's where I met my guest and when we started talking first I talked with her husband and I resonated with him then I talked with her and I'm like wow she's a certified hypnotherapist and she she's just such a fascinating person and I thought right away she needs to be on my show so today is the day and it's Adrian Hart Adrian are you in mindfulness mode today am Bruce I am in mindfulness mode <laughs> what does mindfulness mean to you Adrian mindfulness to me means being intentional about living peacefully and in gratitude and knowing that it is safe to be here now so I would say the opposite of living mindfully is worry distraction and maybe being stuck in my own head and um, the reason that i say to be intentional about being mindful is because i often find myself noticing that i'm in one of those other states and having the tools and the resources and the awareness to kind of bring myself back to here and now is wonderful well speaking of worry and distraction your life had a lot of worry in it. At least I know this from your husband because he told me a lot about his story and how he was facing some real challenges. And then along came Adrian and you, well, it wasn't so much as along came Adrian, you were already there, but then you just, you just sprung into action. You made amazing things happen. Would you mind sharing your story of how you just helped your husband so much out of a tough, tough situation? Sure. Um, so my husband and I, we've been married for a long time. Uh, we fell in love back when I was just 16 years old. So uh, we kind of grew up together and we lived life on autopilot like many of us do for a very long time. And um, all through our 20s and even our 30s, we were just living life kind of not paying attention as as you know the weight started to come on and the the health started to slip away um and he did suffer from really severe psoriasis uh achalasia and blood pressure hypertension that was out of control he was hospitalized several times and that did cause me a lot of worry um one day i came home from work and he was watching a documentary called fat sick and nearly dead i don't know if you've ever seen that one it's an older one no i haven't seen it and it's about this man who was morbidly obese and you know his health was in in peril and he started juicing so 
so I, I come home and my husband's watching this documentary and I'm thinking, this is, this is not, this is not usually what's on the TV. So he ordered a juicer and I just, I wanted to support him. And at that time, because I wasn't having such severe health challenges, I didn't realize that I was in just as much of a bad way, but more so mentally, um, kind of running myself ragged, driving through the drive-through for almost every meal and thinking that that was normal and that was okay. And I certainly, the concept of mindful eating had never occurred to me. So um, his desire to want to improve his health, I was very well motivated because I love him so much that I wanted to help him with that. And so our whole life turned upside down and mornings look a very, uh, a lot different in our household than they used to. I mean, they start with smoothies and green juices and <laughs> all of those kinds of uh, healthy things in the morning. And certainly we're not perfect. We sure love to enjoy a pizza and, and every other thing, but being intentional and mindful about our nutrition and being active, um, it's been a tremendous journey. So um, yes, that's what put me on my path to advocating for wellness, seeing the way that it could transform our life. Well, it's very inspiring and you seem so happy and full of life and your husband seems so happy too. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing to think back to that time when he was really distressed and had so much anxiety. And then you started the Get Well With Me podcast. Yeah. And what a great name. Thank the you. Get Well With Me podcast. So tell us how you were inspired to start that podcast. Um, well, I had a message on my heart and I didn't really have anyone that wanted to hear it. Right. So <laughs> sometimes your family and your friends as well-intentioned as they are, and as much as they love you, they're just not all about your fruit smoothies and your positive affirmations and all of those things. So, and, and that's okay. Um, everyone isn't where we are. Everyone's on their own growth path, but I had to get it out. I had to get my message out. I am an expressive person and I find that having an outlet for me to share what was on my heart was wonderful. And the um, title of the Get Well With Me podcast is inspired by my favorite hymn, which is It Is Well With My Soul. Um, and then I kind of connected that with wellness and I just thought, get well with me because I am a work in progress. And it wasn't me saying, I've arrived, do what I'm doing. It was like, hey, come along on this crazy journey. You know, I'm thinking new thoughts. I'm trying new foods, um, you know, opening my mind and my heart to uh, what I never really knew was possible. Wow. And then. Well, I know it was way back in 2001, you became certified to be a hypnotherapist. Tell us about that and tell us a success story, sure. someone you've worked with. Absolutely. So I'll start way back there. Um, when I was just 18 years old, someone in my family needed dental work and it wasn't going to happen. She has a very resistant personality and she had made up her mind that that going into the dentist office wasn't going to happen no matter what. And my heart was just breaking for her. I wanted to help her. I didn't know how I had tried everything. I consider myself very persuasive. And I thought for sure I could convince her, you know, I would go with her to the dentist and do all the things and to no avail. And a friend of mine, when I was sharing this burden of my heart, she said, Oh, my mom's a hypnotherapist. She, she can, help with that. And she just sounded so confident and so nonchalant. 
um, that I said, okay, so I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling this lady. So I did. And she was wonderful and she was welcoming and she was, um, she really appreciated that I was trying to, to help someone that I loved. So she provided a beautiful session and the transformation was immediate. And I, I just, I didn't expect it. I didn't really believe that it would work. It was kind of a last resort. It was kind of a shot in the dark and it worked. It worked so well that she went in for her dental work and didn't even use Novocaine. She was just ready. And her um, deep root issue was a lack of trust. She had been to the dentist when she was a young child and the dentist said, oh, you know, twinkle your toes or look, there's a bird or something. And then, you know, came at her with the Novocaine and she didn't fall for that. And not only did she see the needle, but she kicked the dentist and got banned from his office. So this was traumatic for everyone involved. And it just seemed like it was this obstacle that couldn't be overcome. And when I saw it be resolved with just a breakthrough moment, it piqued my curiosity and it started a passion burning inside of me that has never stopped. Um, once I started using hypnosis for myself and seeing my own hypnotherapist, I couldn't believe that you could make a transformation that quickly. And I'm not saying that every transfer transformation is always that quick, but knowing that that's possible is absolutely incredible. So um, to kind of fast forward to clients that I have witnessed have a tremendous transformation, I, I love to help people with weight loss. They're some of the most popular episodes on the Get Well With Me podcast. So um, if if someone is struggling uh, with maintaining their healthy weight, to realize that it's the thoughts in our mind and our habits that need to be upgraded to help us get there more easily and more quickly, um, that's for sure a wonderful thing. But some of the most impressive transformations that I have seen are with imposter syndrome. So for instance, I've had a client, a few clients that are in the business coaching or lifestyle coaching space. And oftentimes when someone's starting something new, maybe transitioning to a new career, they have all the education, they, they are building their skills, but feeling scared to kind of go out of their comfort zone, to own the life that they want to have, to kind of identify as this new version of themselves, you know, to try out what it feels like to tell someone, in this case, um, she was a business coach, I'm a business coach. So in her previous, uh, previous experience, in her career, it's different to introduce yourself as something new. And sometimes you don't believe it yourself. So what I was able to do with her was kind of disassociate from the fears. Um, if you can, you're a hypnotist, so you can imagine um, a little yes, disassociation work, maybe seeing your worst fears or negative experiences at a distance, maybe on a screen or from way up in an airplane or something to put a little distance between the emotions that start to take over with those thoughts. And then I think even more importantly than disassociating is future pacing and having a client see that life that they describe to you that they want to have that they haven't really been able to identify with 
that they haven't really been able to visualize and to guide them there in their minds and help their unconscious minds to identify symbols and resources that can get them there quicker. So with the future pacing, I was able to guide her imagination to seeing that life that she described, that home that she wanted to have, the personal freedom, her home office, what it felt like, what what it smelled like, what, what her chair felt like, and um, to guide her outside to the backyard and notice there was a swing set out there. There was some laughter and um, perhaps these were the children that she was hoping to have and just, you know, let her imagination fill in the blanks, but plant those beautiful seeds of suggestion. And today she does have the confidence to, she is living out that life and she is living in her home and working as a full-time lifestyle and business coach. Um, another quick story, um, just with a male client, I, I know I shared this one with you. Some, uh, someone who had come out of the army and had always kind of envisioned himself in law enforcement, but wasn't ready to make that leap after he had been in active duty. Of course, it's traumatic in active duty. And so he kind of got a regular job in the meantime. And suddenly he finds himself at 29 years old, realizing that if he doesn't apply for the academy, he no longer can do that, that there's an age requirement. So listening to what he really wanted and helping, helping him to overcome the fear of failure and again, future pace. And with him, um, he benefited from a hypnotic recording. So he would listen to this hypnotic recording over and over again while he was at his regular job, while he was doing his regular thing. And before he knew it, he had applied for the police academy and he had passed that um, initial test with flying colors. And he had made a, a great impression on the supervisors and superiors. And this is someone who went from overweight and not even physically uh, equipped to even start on this path. He started running. He started just naturally. I didn't have to tell him what to do. That's the beautiful thing about hypnosis. The solutions are inside of us. And a hypnotist, as you know, Bruce, can help us to unlock them. And today he is fighting crime and providing for his family, doing what he always desired to do. And he, I can't take credit for that because he stepped up. And sometimes that takes the most courage. I know for me, just reaching out to a hypnotist and saying, I have this thing, you know, sending that email. Hey, I, can we talk? It can feel awkward. It can feel a lot easier to say, I'll do that tomorrow. But because he took action, because a client takes action and reaches out for that change, they are taking that first step in designing and stepping into the life that they really want. So helping people do that is probably the most satisfying work that I've ever experienced. Oh, it is so satisfying. And, and the thing is, we're not designed to try to figure everything out on our own. We really need to look to other people to inspire us and help us. And just talking to you, I, I just feel that inspiration coming from you. You are such an inspirational coach and, and hypnotist that I'm sure that's the reason why you helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Now, I know your website is adrianhart.com, and I want to make sure I spell that for you, Mindful Tribe. It's A-D-R-I-A-N-N-E and heart, 
H-A-R-T, so adrianhart.com. So you combine hypnosis with coaching. Is that true? It's not so much coaching as um, I I host a group hypnosis membership program. So every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we Zoom, we all Zoom in and I facilitate a hypnotic experience that is wellness-based. So every week we are dissolving anxiety. Every week we are reducing stress. Every week we're learning new tools for self-hypnosis and mindfulness. Um, But the fun thing is that on a rotating schedule, I sprinkle in um, mindful eating, motivation to exercise, all different kinds of areas of of health and wellness, just planting those seeds of health and wellness. And you can imagine that if you do that every week, the transformation is, it's noticeable and it's dramatic in a year's time. doing self-hypnosis or any type of hypnosis program with a focus of one particular thing or the other, um, especially health and wellness, it transforms your inner mind. And that's where change truly takes place. Everything we see in someone's life is just a reflection of what's going on on the inside. So yes, it's a group hypnosis membership program. Well, Adrian, you've talked a lot about your husband, about other people, about your group program. I'm curious about how hypnosis has helped you personally. Have you ever had struggles yourself and then worked through them using hypnosis? Sure. Um, That is such a good question. So I would love to take you back to my very first hypnotic breakthrough. I was 19 years old. I was in Jamaica. I was on my honeymoon. And... It was the most beautiful day. There were people splashing in the pool, playing volleyball. There was, uh, it was my first time in an all-inclusive resort. So I, as a young person, my mind was truly blown by just the abundance that I was surrounded by. But while my husband, Greg, was outside enjoying the amenities, I was inside the hotel room laying flat on my back on the couch because my back hurt so much. I had no injury. I had just gotten married and gotten to my destination, but yet I was incapacitated at the time, unable to enjoy myself. And so I had with me this self-hypnosis tape. It was literally a cassette, you know, dating myself here, had to flip it over halfway through, you know, that'll break your trance a little bit, but it's worth it, you know, (laughs) flip the tape over. Yeah. And it was for back pain because it was something that I was struggling with at the time. But like I said, there was no injury or real reason. It was something psychosomatic was going on. I, I didn't know that at the time. So out of desperation, I pop on this cassette tape and lay. I can just see my, I can just see the couch. I could just almost go right back there right now. And the hypnotist on the recording guided me to a time that maybe I stored um, a trauma or an emotion, something in my body. And it was so crystal clear. It was so vivid what the issue was. And, um, it's a little personal, but I will share with you that at that time there was some turmoil in my family and I'm the oldest of five kids. So to the mindful tribe, if you're the oldest out there, I know that sometimes we feel responsible for others and, and that's okay. I think that's why we're born first, right? (laughs) So, um, 
at that time, my younger siblings, they were not living their best life. They were home and there were hard times. And um, I felt, I felt guilty. I felt like I didn't deserve real, not deserve. I just felt like, why should I have a good time? Why should I be enjoying this luxury right now when the people that I love the most are at home and maybe they're not okay? And as much as, um, as much as it hurt me in a, in a way to, to realize that it also freed me. It also gave me permission to realize that I wasn't injured physically. I was injured emotionally and I was carrying the weight of something that I couldn't control. And I got up from this session and yes, my heart was still, you know, aching for the people I love. It always does. And it always will. And, um, that's really my definition of success is making sure that the people that I love know that I love them. And I think that I felt that by being so far away from them and, and enjoying myself so much that I was almost betraying them. So, um, anyway, I wake up or I come back to the here and now after listening to this cassette tape and just knowing that I was physically okay. Just knowing that it was okay to have that much compassion for the people I love. But I finally had self-compassion. I finally saw that I was hurting myself and my husband by not being in the here and now, by not being mindful, by not acknowledging that it was safe and okay to be in the moment. And I'm telling you, I practically levitated off of that couch and out the door and I found my husband and I, I'll never forget that people were playing volleyball in the pool and there's all this commotion and fun, loud music. And I had the most incredible honeymoon, the most incredible vacation of all time. And I really don't think I could have done it without that tape. And it was on that honeymoon that I wrote down in my journal, when I get home, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to bring this to the world. And so that's what started me on my journey. Thank you so much for asking. Wow. And you've been doing it ever since. Wow. That is so, so inspirational. And and I know I do self-hypnosis myself and have really gained a lot of advances through that. But wow, that is incredible. Now, I always ask a question about bullying on mm. my uh, show. And, and if you have a story about bullying, maybe it applied to you or someone you know, where mindfulness would have made a difference. Do you have something you can share with us, Adrian? Sure. I'd say middle school has to be the hardest time for everyone. Um, yeah. You know, in middle school, I, I, I don't want to say that I was bullied because I saw people, I saw friends be bullied and that was kind of different than being picked on a little bit. Um, I was very small for my age. Sometimes, you know, I was referred to as the runt of the family. I was smaller than everyone, even though I was the oldest. Um, I was even called an Oompa Loompa for being so tiny and, and short. And yes, those things kind of stuck with me, I suppose. But as far as being bullied, if you've ever ridden the school bus, right? Bullying happens on the school bus. I It really does. I drove my son to school every day. And I think that deep down, I wanted to protect him from 
what happens on the school bus. And I was really blessed to have an opportunity to be able to do that. Um, so the times that I witnessed bullying, a lot of times were on the school bus. And sometimes it was that physical bullying. I remember one time some boys in the back of the bus, one boy was holding down the arm of a more scrawny kid. And the other one was just, as far as I could tell, they were going to break his arm. And I, I think where mindfulness could have helped would have been, maybe I would have had the courage to say something. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel a little off about that. I feel, you know, I don't want to, I feel a little guilty about that, but I also have self-compassion. I know that when we're in middle school, we're very much in a survival mode and we're like, oh, I don't want to turn the bullying in my direction. Yeah. Another time that was really, it's traumatic to even think about. Um, when I was a teenager, we used to hang out at the train bridge. The train bridge is just what you think. It's an old, rusty, iron bridge that goes over our local muddy Tuckahoe River. And we spent our whole lives there jumping off, swimming, you know, just having, making some of the best memories of my life. It's probably one of the first places I ever experienced mindfulness and just really being totally present. Um, but in this particular, on this particular day, there was a girl, same age as me, and she showed up to the bridge just to hang out with everyone, just like I did. But for some reason, the boys were treating her differently. And, and I couldn't understand because I wasn't special. I wasn't popular. I wasn't, I really was just your definition of average. And I didn't see her really any different than me. But for some reason, they just had no respect. And when I say bullying, I mean, not only were they calling her inappropriate names, they were pulling on her bathing suit strings till she was almost not having clothes on, they were spitting on her. I mean, I to watch someone take that type of abuse, um, it breaks my heart to this day, and I still think of it often. And where mindfulness could have come in, I feel like that is a time that I was old enough, and maybe I was even mindful enough, but I didn't have the courage to speak up, and, and, I, and I do regret that. So um, if we could teach mindfulness to young people like you do, Bruce, maybe they would have the courage to stick up for someone and, and stop, kind of stop that from happening when it's safe and appropriate to do so. So, so true. And it, it is very difficult to do. And it's really important, I think, as you've indicated, that if you you were not able to do it at the time. If you didn't have the courage to do it at the time, there were reasons. Mm -hmm. There were reasons why things unfolded the way they did. And it's really important not to beat ourselves up for that. And it sounds like you've had a struggle with that. And that is something that it's, it's very important to use mindfulness and hypnosis as a way to reach in, explore the situation, what happened, and then move to a point where you are truly okay with it. You've truly accepted it. And I know that you do that with your clients. So that is a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Adrian. Yes, my pleasure.
Yeah. As we uh, move on in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. Uh -oh. The first one is this. <laughs> okay. Who is one person who has been a very powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Um, my One of my mentors is, is um, Lori Hammond, and she runs a group hypnosis called Trancy Tuesdays. So it would actually be perfect for any uh, mindfulness practitioner or hypnotist. The group is mostly hypnotist, um, but not 100%. And she has taught me a technique that helps me to snap into mindfulness mode. And right before this interview, that's... Uh, that's what I did, and all with the help of Lori Hammond from Trancy Tuesdays. Wow, Lori Hammond. Well, I'll have to check out her snap into mindfulness technique with the Trancy Tuesdays. Yes. Wow, that sounds yes. really cool. Thank you. Okay, I'll check that out. Okay, my second question is about emotions. So how have your emotions changed or how you deal with your emotions as a result of mindfulness? Mm. Well, I'm naturally kind of hot-headed. Um, you know, my trigger button is 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 pretty hot. So, through self-hypnosis and the through listening to a self-hypnosis recording about not being triggered, that has helped me tremendously to be able to notice when I'm triggered, to be able to disassociate and to hit the cool button instead of the hot button has absolutely changed my life. And every time I notice that I'm getting to that place again, I put that recording on and it reels me right in. So it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's very amazing to hear. I want to ask you about breathing. We haven't talked about breathing yet. Are, do you have any techniques or any comments about breathing as it relates to mindfulness? Sure. Uh, my favorite um, tech, I guess it's it's not a technique. It's more of a mindfulness technique, and it's really a hypnotic induction. So to notice that when I breathe in, how the air is cool and refreshing, and to notice that when I exhale, that it's warm and relaxing. And doing that just a few times puts me into a beautiful trance-like state or depending on the circumstance, it reminds me that it is safe to be here now. Uh, cool and refreshing as you take breath in, warm and relaxing as you exhale. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. Yes. Such a such a strong, powerful image. Yeah, it that's is. great. My next question is about a book. Do you recommend any certain book? that is related to mindfulness? Sure. Um, the first book that I ever read about mindfulness was The Four Agreements. I know many of your guests have mentioned that one before, um, but quick highlight from that book. Having read it at 17 years old and realizing that what everyone is saying is about them and not about you is probably the most liberating thing that a 17 year old can realize. So um, yes, The uh, Four Agreements, Toltec Wisdom Book. 
is tremendous. Oh yeah, I love that book. I really love it. And and it's so important not to take things personally. Yes. And at first, at first, when you first read it, at least when I did, I was like, what? Like, do I do that? Okay. <laughs> you know, it was a long time ago. And I'm like, yeah, I do do that sometimes. And, and I was surprised that that was one of the four agreements. And yes. yeah, it makes a big difference in your life if you can stop taking things personally. It really does. It does. Can I give you one more of course. Okay. So this one pertains to relationships. Years ago, just because I'm always on a self-development journey, I read a book. Actually, I listened to it on Audible, which I highly recommend. And I believe the title of it was How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. And it made me very mindful because there was no conversation to have. And it's we weren't necessarily in any kind of turmoil or anything, but I like to know what my husband is thinking and he doesn't talk as much as I do. So um, this book really gave me some insights as to what was going on inside of his head. And I learned a technique from this book that I will share with you because it is so valuable. Please it's do. the six second hug. And it's just like when you hug your significant other to just hold on a little bit longer. And in just six seconds, your heart's align and reconnect. Um, and that doesn't have to be just with your significant other. I have a cousin, a beautiful cousin, Julie, and she always gives a big, beautiful hug and she always holds on for six seconds. And I just, you know, she's just giving me a little piece of her heart every time. So it's a really fun book. Um, um, I hope That's they're great. both helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll put that in our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. So yeah, thanks for those suggestions. Any apps at all, Adrian, that you recommend or that you use that can help with mindfulness? Um, so I've actually thought about this a little bit and I don't have a particular meditation app or anything, but I can share with you the app that has given me a lot of peace back in my life. It's called LastPass. <laughs> and it is, it keeps all of my passwords. And I know that doesn't help me get into mindfulness, but it, it definitely helps me stay in mindfulness. You know, that panic when you go to sign into something, you're like, uh oh, I have no idea. So LastPass, it's the last password I've ever had to remember. And it does the rest of the work and it's free. So um, I think that'll be a helpful resource. That's a great resource. I use LastPass every day. Oh, so, you know. but I don't think I've ever had anybody suggest it on the show, which is true. It can really prevent us from getting out of mindfulness yes. because that's what happens. Sometimes you get into distress because, oh my gosh, I don't remember the password. <laughs> and LastPass can really, really make life easier and simpler for you. Yes. Well, Adrian, it's really been awesome to spend this time talking to you. And I know that my listeners are going to love this episode. And it was so great to meet both you and Greg. And I hope that you have a terrific rest of your summer. But before we say the final goodbyes, I want to ask if you have a word of advice for anyone listening today who maybe doesn't feel as grounded as they'd like to or as mindful as they would really enjoy feeling. I would say that it's a worthwhile journey and you don't have to worry about doing it wrong. Just like hypnosis. You don't have to worry that your journey doesn't look like someone else's. Um, it's worth it to pursue personal peace. It's worth it to move outside of your comfort zone, even though it's scary. And to remember that everything we truly desire is on the other side of our comfort zone. 
And it does take peace and gratitude and mindfulness to get there. And that is what makes it a worthwhile journey. So just do it. (laughs) Just do it. And also just do this. Check out the Get Well With Me podcast and check out adrianhart.com. It's well worth it. Thank you so much once again for being on the show, Adrian. Truly my pleasure, Bruce. Thank you. All the best to you. Bye now. Take care. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining me again today. Always a pleasure to have you with me. You know what? The more you can improve your writing, the better it is. And I do quite a bit of writing. Maybe you do too. And don't you want to compose bold, clear, mistake-free writing? Well, you can do that with the help of an app. And that app is called Grammarly. Maybe you've heard of it before. If you're like me, you want your sentences and your grammar to be the best they can possibly be when you're writing. And Grammarly gives you advice as you go. And you can get started with Grammarly for free. You can get suggestions while you write in your desktop applications and sites across the web as you move between apps, social media, documents, messages, and emails. You can use my affiliate link and get going right away for free. Here's the link, mindfulnessmode.com slash Grammarly. And that's G-R-A-M-M-A-R. L Y. So I hope you check it out. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.